Hello, this is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from Key Largo and still having the music come on. Hey, Marianne. Uh, we're here at the Catch Restaurant here in Key Largo. I'm here with Luke Glenn and Marianne Warren. Yeah, that's all right. We we will persevere. Yesterday I did a whole show. We were had a, a, a little cancellation and I did. Oh, did I turn all the music off? Yes. Let me mute that. Um, I did a whole show from my house, whole and I redid show? the whole show from my house just myself, and I just did a, a recap. Whole show. A show. Not it's not it wasn't about holes. It was the W H O L E, and uh, that show was um, that that show we did a recap for um, a kneecap. A recap, not a kneecap. A recap. Why, why we started a show, what our intentions were, what our uh, aims for the future are. And uh, I hope it went well. We did get good sound. It was just me. Speaking I had two mics up. sound, man, may I share that for the – I've been meaning to do this for a lot of years, but I finally did it the other day. I did a, a hearing oh my God. test yeah. thing. And um, so when I was a young man, I could hear – Oh, around 16 to 17. You're, I'm not getting any sound from you right now, Luke. Oh, shit. I'm well, not I'm getting well, any sound. For some reason, I'm not getting any sound from you. I apologize. Uh, well, try Give me a test. Test, test. Testies, testies. Hello. Try it. Hello. Do -do. Why is that? Do -do -do. That's better. Do -do. Let me turn yours up a little bit. You have the pad on over there? The nope. It's, it, now I'm getting it. Now we're getting it. Okay, oh, okay. So let's do your story. I'm All sorry. Right, long story short, you were talking about sound, and I was just saying how uh, the other night That's... I actually listened, uh, took the hearing test thing on the YouTube channel, and... Uh, when I was a young man, I could hear easily from 15 hertz to about 17. Now I'm not 000. getting anything from you, Luke. Uh, you got a bad chord or something? Yeah, I think it's a chord. Uh, Let's uh, swap that one out. Is that bad? My, do a test. No, nothing on. Nothing. Mine is mine's Did good. You, uh, mine mine this channel. Nope. Switch it to the other one. Yeah, yeah. Um for some strange reason. Now I now I have it. Good. You're on. So you were talking about sound. Oh hell, I don't even know where I left off at, so you were talking about sound. You had a, a sound issue. Was it interesting? Oh, oh, taking the hearing test thing. And so now my hearing cuts off promptly at 12,100 hertz. 100 hertz? My high end, yeah. You know you know what I'm talking about? It starts off real low. You know? And I like I say, remember back in the old days you could hear a TV set? It's a horizontal sweep frequency was 15,750 hertz. And you could hear it. It was like a real high pitch, you know. 
and keep that uh, mic near you. And I could hear that when I was a kid. Now I cannot hear that anymore. My hearing, and it's so weird to hear that. If you haven't done that hearing test thing, yeah, you'd be amazed at how you know. And it and it tells you you know your age and where you're expected. So I'm still doing good for my age, but as an old musician, anyway. Well, hey, thank you for that. And uh, that's the thing that changes with age. Your hearing does. The top end of your hearing starts disappearing. Your taste buds change and things like that. But we're not talking about getting old right at this moment. We're going to be talking to Mary Ann Warren, a friend of mine. Say hi, Mary Ann. Hi, Mary Ann. Mary Ann, I told you I wouldn't touch on any subjects. I said we, we will talk a little about real estate. I'm not going to do anything to embarrass you. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm not. I'm not. That's not my thing. Yeah, that's not my thing. It, it could be funny or it could it may not. But um, Marion, are you? You're not originally from the Keys, are you? No, I'm actually from a little tiny town in Ohio, a little farm town. Yeah. Tell the name of the town. It's called Navarre, Ohio, just south of Maslin Canton area. Navarro. Navarre. It's actually not far from Chillicothe. It's a couple hours. That's Luke. Luke's talking off mic, so. You may not hear. He has relatives uh, near near where uh, Marianne's from. Oh, yeah, that's it. Okay, a lot of West Virginians escaped and went north into uh, Ohio, I guess. So, Marianne, you moved down here as a um, – how long ago? I moved to the Keys in 1992, just after Andrew. 26 I moved years down ago. Here when you were th five years old, because I you're 31. Then. Yeah, you're right. You're 31, 31 years old, I'm right? Sure. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. <laughs> that you got your. Uh, uh, did you move with your family or with your? I I moved with my then husband. We came here to windsurf and dive. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. We and. Get yeah, we get married young in Ohio. Child bride. Five-year-old child right in Ohio moves to uh, Key Largo or the Amarada. Where did you wait? Where did you live? Key Largo. Key Largo, and you. So that was your intention. You got you were married, and you moved down here to just live the Keys life. Well, um, not necessarily just live the Keys life. When we came right before Andrew, mm -hmm. we fell in love with the Keys and decided to make our way down here mm -hmm. and after the storm we ended up coming here i before i sold real estate i actually was a real estate paralegal so i got a job at a title company up in ocean reef and then a couple Hold years on a later second. it was just you know it's not your mic stopping what it's the broadcast stopping that's what's happening right now so yeah it's it's just a it, it, no, it doesn't record. Carry on. It doesn't record. So what happens is one Wi-Fi goes out. So we were right at the point that you came down here right before Andrew. Right after Andrew. We visited before Andrew. Okay. And then came after Andrew and um, came to Windsurf. But I was I worked a regular job. I was a real estate paralegal. Yeah. And just after that, I got my real estate license. Really? Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been selling here ever since. You've been, been doing real estate that long? Yeah, I'm an old lady of real estate. All here. over the key. Uh, you know, no, I wouldn't say old lady. She's a beautiful lady. Um, you know, it looked like it stopped. No, it didn't stop. Again, I'm so hesitant with I the broadcast. Older than she does, for example, and and I guarantee you, she's probably what 35, maybe. Maybe 36. Maybe. 
No, we well, we don't delve in too long. I I, I learned I, you long. You know, you got to look at her teeth. She has really pretty teeth, man. You know, I'm from West Virginia. Anybody's got chompers like you that. You do the same thing be, with horses, don't you? Yeah, yeah. She's like oh, yeah. she can't be over 35 years old at the most. 30. Okay, that's great, Luke. Well, I, I love mean, you I, guys, by the way. No, I no. Love I you mean, both. I wasn't. What I do is I try to avoid. <laughs> The discussion of yeah, age. I, I did. I nailed it with the five. The I came down here when you're five. You came down right after uh, Andrew, and so age, when you came, all. no, no. Because actually, he is very old. He's 55 years old. I'm, I'm going to be 55. I'm in my 55th year. In your 55th year, okay. Because mm. at Rotary this morning, he did divulge that. You know what? I'm not one of those people afraid of my age. I'm not. Because I am a fit person. Mary Ann, besides being a friend of me, we're being a rotary together and, and, and friends. She uh, comes to my spin class. And hey, I'm recruiting people for your spin class, too. Yeah, I yeah. just invited I, Lisa. I told yeah. her Tisa? that she needs to come. At Lisa Feliciano with Center Oh, Lisa. State, okay. And I told her she needs to come every Sunday morning to your spin class. No, no, you, you know, the, the thing about it's almost like anything, right? Isn't any kind of regimen you go through if you just show up and if people don't shame you in that you're not doing well enough, you'll continue. If you enjoy it, if you go to something, you participate in something, you felt you got something from it. It could be anything. It could be church. It could be, uh, in Luke's case, the Coven, right? We're in the same Coven. What? We're in the same Coven. Uh, we're witches. No, man, we're warlocks. Warlocks, we're witches. And we don't share He's a coven, bitch. man. A we, coven. we we share fucking domains, man. Oh, domains? Is that what? Yeah, we called? each have. Yeah, man, warlocks don't overlap, man. We're War like if we were mooses, we'd be headbutting in the woods, you know, during May. No, but warlock warlocks are. I don't know nothing about domains. that shit. I'm making it up as I go. Oh, I like it. It's good. <laughs> oh, you well then you're. Keep it in mind with the Keys bartender. And we're getting way off the subject. So you got here at 91. You started out at the real estate uh, paralegal. And there must have been a lot of property available or new properties coming online because of, well, the Keys weren't hit as hard as Homestead. No, actually, this was the bedroom community of Homestead. Yeah. Everybody moved down here when they lost everything up there. So you stay down here and you have family. You have three girls. Two girls. Two daughters. Five daughters. No, two daughters. <laughs> no, two two and three is five. Uh, divided by two and a half is uh, two. Yeah. Got it. I got it. I'm gonna, I'm and both of them have been to your spin class. Yes, they used to. They came to my spin class. Well, that's not about my spin class. I'm just saying that's how we know each other. Because I know so a lot of times maybe I do talk a little too much about myself. But your daughters, you down here. Not only that, you, you have a show. You do a um, – you had – at least one episode on HGTV. I did. I was on Island Life. Island Life. HGTV's Island Life. I was on two shows. Yes. And had a ball. Enjoyed yes. it. Didn't get paid a dime, but it was a lot of fun. Enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Did you have to wear clothes? No, it wasn't yes, naked and afraid, Luke. Uh, that's why you didn't get paid then. <laughs> oh. Well, um, it was fun. Enjoyed it yeah, and yeah. got to. In it would have been naked though, I guarantee it. Okay. I don't think it would have been a pretty sight. Uh -uh. Nah. Whoa, it ain't uh, about pretty, man. It's yeah. about being one with nature, Mary, man. Yeah, it'd be pretty. 
but that's not it would the be point. Gorgeous, it would. Be. Yeah, Anything, no, no, it would be gorgeous. Man, but um, nature, it's always. But we're we're devolving. The conversation devolving. I wanted. It, it I told her I wouldn't. <laughs> he, he promised me he wouldn't do this. I didn't do it. Luke did it. Luke did it, which is All fine. Luke's fault. It's fine. So he's here. I usually do. Yeah. So so you're down here and you uh, but we skipped a lot of time. So you sell a lot of properties down here. What are what are the things now? There's a show, there's a podcast, there's multiple podcasts. Hey, there's Lee Sharp. Why don't you go and grab a drink and then come over and sit down over it? You're on a tab. With, uh, tell them you're on our tab, the show tab. The, um, this, I got sidetracked right there. But, yeah, yeah. But real estate down here, um, you know what? I really am amazed. Some people that make their mark on real estate, I know there's a lot of um, people that just, do real estate and there's other people that live real estate and you seem to live real estate and I don't know much about it. Okay. Well, Jim, it's kind of like that old adage that the 20% of the people do 80% of the work. Yeah. Same thing in real estate. 20% yeah. of the agents do 80% of the sales. Yeah. And I'm, I'm actually in a little bit higher than that. I'm about in a 95 percentile in the keys. Yeah. I saw that. I see your name all over the place where like much like a woman's name would be all over bathrooms. You know, your name in real estate is, well, it may sound wrong, but I'm not suggesting you're like that. I don't like think that. my name was ever no, in the bathroom. No, Marianne, you're classy. Never in the bathroom. Never in the bathroom. But I'm talking about, I see your name on, on listings all over the place. Really nice listings and things like that. I have some so, great and, listings. And, and, and if, you know what? We do have some people with some well-to-do people that are interested in keys and listen to it. If they're coming down here, they can come and uh, see Marianne Warren. Uh, for that, but besides that, um, that uh, real estate's your passion. You also like biking, and I, I did say you like coming to our uh, the spin class. And I do. You raised two beautiful daughters. Uh, one just came back from Paris. Uh, she was uh, dancing in Paris. She was dancing in Paris for six months. Yep. If, <laughs> out of everybody that goes to dancing class and takes their kids there to competitions and stuff like that, your child and enough. <laughs> getting something out of it i mean that's one in a million it's one in a million that the money the the, the thousands of dollars that i spent on dance lessons are actually going to pay off mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a shock yeah i know that's just like that if they show up in the olympics and or anything like that you go wow that's amazing it's amazing that is great well i mean that's good parenting on your part um not only that you're supportive and every time they see you, they're very happy Beautiful, well-adjusted girls. Do you know what uh, very that, ladylike. Do you know what that dancer is doing right now this week? What? She is home from school now, waiting to go. Oh, back she's to painting school. your house. She's painting my house, and she really is oh, yeah. doing it. Nobody can believe it. Uh, you have a That's amazing. Uh, uh, and listeners, if you got a chance, Marianne is a beautiful woman, and her her daughters are are gorgeous. And uh, and a dancer from Paris is painting the house. She sits there in some way. But that's that's just good. Um, Upbringing, I think. I think it's really great upbringing. Yeah, they, so, they know how to work so, so we know your vocation, we know your passion, your children and stuff like that, but you also have a passion for biking. And you're going to be participating in July, is it, or June? Oh, no, it's it's actually this next week. I next leave, week? Yeah, I leave actually on June 1st, which is this Friday, and I'm going to be doing a bike ride from... San Francisco to Los Angeles. It's to raise money for AIDS awareness and research and clinical studies 
for it's called AIDS Life Cycle. It's 545 miles yeah. of riding my bicycle. Yes, sir. 545 miles. How, how many days is that? We start on Sunday and finish on Saturday. Yeah. So what, what's your stratagem? What are you going to do with that? You know? Hey, Luke, can you do me a favor? Can I get a short one? Uh, neat. Well, the stratagem is actually what they've already set forth. We start out the first day, we do 40 miles, and then you do 80 miles, and then you do 110 miles. It just and everything adds up, and it's it's a uh, it's very very organized. Oh, that's great. I don't know how. I hope that you I should try it. What the bike? You should try doing a long distance bike ride. It's pretty exciting. I think hey, uh, the, Lee Sharp here. Do not want you give us a sound check here, buddy? One two check one two. Can you hear it? One two. One two, one two, one two. It is this one cord. two. Ooh, ooh, uh, yep. Uh. Okay, that's Lee Sharp. Thank you. We are live, Lee. So that he just did a, he did did a live sound check. Uh, Marianne is going on a trip. Marianne, Lee Sharp, Lee Sharp, Marianne. Hi. Know each other. Pleasure. Um, it's going on a five hundred and forty-five mile. Uh, uh, San Francisco to L.A. or L.A. to San Francisco. Oh, it's going downhill. Come on. Okay, yeah, but it's going to be cooler going up the coast, I think, right? Temperature-wise, so you're oh, going to be dealing with the heat. Yeah, yeah, it's going to San be freezing. San Francisco in the summertime, remember? That's yeah, right. and that's going to be yeah. That's what um, is that what Mark Twain said? That's what Mark yeah. Twain said. The coldest said. winter I spent was summertime in San Francisco. And it's true. Yeah, been there. It's a real thing. Yeah. Hey, hey, you. <laughs> so you're going to do, and at night you stay at these beautiful bed and breakfasts and stuff like that. Hell no. We stay in tents. So you're staying in these luxury tents? like they There's 3,000 <laughs> riders, and it's a tent city that they set up a in these city? different uh, so you're, areas. So you're, you're like okay. a Syrian refugee, right? I am like a and refugee. That's kind of brutal. I'm sorry about that. And I don't even know who my roommate's going to be or my tent mate. We share really? a tent. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to have a lot of volunteers. But what's really cool is the locations are along the route, and like you actually stay on the beaches of... I mean, I, I, I've never done it. This is my first year. So it's going to be quite an experience. Well, it sounds exciting. Um, and um, what what are you – so you do this. And what's the – 500 miles. When do you stop? 540 miles. When do you stop? What's the next one? You, when you're done and you accomplish that, bike across America? You know do you know what? what? 540 know. miles. You think about it. Six times four, 540 is – 3,240, and that's the breadth, the, the length. Jim, you know, you're absolutely America. right. Years ago, when I, I had moved from Ohio to South Carolina, I lived in Hilton Head right out of college. And when I lived there, I met a couple, and they ha were biking across the United States. And I always said I was going to do that. I, I, you know, who knows when I'll do it, probably when I retire. But they had left Trevor City. Michigan, and they had come to Hilton Head, and their next stop was Key West, and then they were going to go west. It was, I think that uh, would be amazing. My, uh, uh, about six years ago, Abby, Sky, and I were at the, um, I think it was Art on the Nerdy Oaks, and we met a young man, a young man compared to me, ran in his early 30s, and he was on a fixed gear bike, and he was doing a back and forth. Wow. Across America on his bike, uh, right. and all the way down to the Keys, from the West Coast, and I think it was some crazy like eight. And then he was going to do a north-south from Alaska 
down to um, what uh, whatever the southern the southern point of Argentina. It's oh, whatever wow. that, that name is. Terra. Uh, no, Buenos Aires is, is in there. Okay. Okay. Well, either way, that's an endurance, and it's, it's I'll tell you, it's laudable to do something like that. Because first of all, you're not, it's not like climbing the Himalayas, meaning you're not putting other people at risk. You're just going and doing it, and you're not causing any damage. You're not leaving trash behind. You're doing lots of things. It's very, it's very admirable to be able to do it. It shows, you know, you have a source of strength where you can go and achieve things shows that great. a lot of normal human beings wouldn't do. And if uh, uh, years ago, years ago, uh, well before broadcasting was around, before radio, it took months to get from uh you know uh, well not months that at least you know weeks to go five six hundred miles right. well remember the pony express they were pretty fast they were but uh, they had it yeah the pony express they did a lot of resources there it was every if it's every five miles they set up another thing there was a exactly. lot of resources you had to do and that was bank notes it wasn't just little letters say oh my dearest i'm gonna bring you some honey back from st louis no, they no, were not it, was, it was important stuff, probably. Yeah, it was important stuff. It there were bank, bank notes and all that stuff. Trade. It was real stuff. Yeah, and so they had to pay for that for resource-wise. But um, I'm so I'm so glad we have the dynamic mic. Uh, Luke wanted me to put on the powered mic, and a powered mic with, in the in the bar area does not uh, kick it. So you're going to be uh, going there, and you're going to be coming back, and you're going to come uh, back onto the show and tell us what you. Uh, did? Absolutely. I'll okay. tell you my whole experience. Oh. Looking forward to it. Someone stole oh. my bike. Are we stole your oh, bike? No, what is it? Didn't steal it, I think. Wait, wait. Are you still there? I don't know. Yeah. Check one, two. Hello, hello. It's, it's, okay. Yeah, well, uh, my downstairs roommate, uh, he um, had a yard sale and he sold it. He sold what? My bike. Okay. That's all. That's all I have to say. Did he give you the money? No. He sold, he sold Lee's bike. Yeah. And I'm sorry for losing this here. I think this one, that's just a bad cord right there. It's okay. You have. So, we're... we're, we're oh, no, moving on. no, stay with us, uh, Marianne. Um, I don't know how much you want to... Lee, since you came in a little later, we still want to... Have, we're going we're gonna to do a deep interview with you next time, but I got to talk to you about something. All right. And you too. I don't know if you want to stay for this, but you can. Uh, 28 years ago, I was dating a nurse, an ER nurse. She was an Air Force Reservist. Well, hold on. It's not going to be dirty. Put the mic back up. Okay. She put it down. She said, oh, he's going to get filthy. Uh, and uh, she gave me um, – she was actually going to uh, Temple University, and she was showing me an article. It was called Scrotal Self-Repair. Do you still want to listen? I'm not sure. Okay, so what happened is, and, and I remember this article, I was reading it as if it was yesterday, and I got the article right here, and it's exactly how I remember it. This guy worked in a factory, a machine shop, and I wanted to say, what, this is going to be, what would you do? And he uh, would wait till lunchtime, and everyone would leave, and then he would go and pleasure him, he'd take his pants off and pleasure himself against a canvas, uh, a canvas belt that ran in the machines. Now, at one point he forgot or, or lost concentration and leaned too close in. And he got caught up in the canvas belt. 
and he was thrown up against the wall. Lost one testicle and tore off. Okay, now, Lee is visibly shaken. What's happening? I know, it is. It's very uncomfortable, isn't it? Yeah, it's cool. So, yeah, he lost one testicle, and in order to hide his um, his injury, he took an industrial stapler and stapled his um, sack. And he waited at least several days until it festered enough. And let me say, this is what happened. One morning, I was called to the emergency room by head ER nurse. She directed me to a patient who had refused to describe his problem other than to say that he needed a doctor who took care of men's trouble. The patient, about 40, was pale, febrile, and obviously uncomfortable and had a little to say. He gingerly opened his trousers to expose his bit of angry red and blue, uh, black and blue scrotal skin. Now, this is the New England Journal of Medicine. This was uh, Dr. William A. Morton, Jr., MD. This is uh, Medical Aspects of Human Sexuality, July 1991. It's, it's noted. I'm crediting this. So when I asked the nurse to leave us, the patient permitted me to remove his trousers. I'm not going to go over the depth of the injuries and what it looked like. You can imagine if it waited, um, I don't know how many days they said. He describes the, the lever of the injuries. We x-rayed the patient's uh, scrotum to locate the staples. Admitted him to the hospital, gave him tennis shots, blah, 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 blah. The procedure consists of expiration, fever, and, um, and he, you know, he got better. But let's see. Uh, what? Okay. This is what happened. A week, uh, it was a week before he went to the doctor. So he says, uh, an unmarried loner, this man, he usually didn't leave the machine shop at lunchtime with his coworkers. Finding himself alone, he had begun the regular practice of masturbating by holding his uh, penis against the canvas drive belt of a large floor-based piece of running machinery. One day, as he approached orgasm, he lost his concentration and leaned too close to the belt. When his uh, penis or scrotum sac suddenly became caught between the pulley wheel and the drive belt, he was thrown into the air and landed a few feet away, unaware that he had lost his left testes. He lost his left. He was unaware and perhaps too stunned to feel much pain. He stapled the wound and closed and resumed work. I can only assume he abandoned the method of self-gratification. So what's your question? Well, I mean, if you were caught doing something, you know, how embarrassed would you be about admitting it? I mean, would you be that embarrassed if you, if you had one test he's ripped out, would you go to the you know, let's say you were, you were, let's think of something. Sure. And it gave you great pleasure. And you chopped the tip of your penis off. Would you try to glue it on with some uh, super glue? No. Nope. Uh, it's emergency room, John. Emergency room? And would yeah. you tell the, would you tell the, you call 911? 911. 911. Uh, you're calling. 911. Hello. What's your problem? What's your uh, emergency? I'm having issues with my genitals. What happened, sir? Uh, just get here. Okay, yeah, okay. Uh, are, do, are we going to have to bring blood with it or anything like that? Well, uh, well, I mean, if it's bleeding, yeah, I'll tell them that. But, I mean, I mean there's, a, there's a bunch of times. I'm not going to go deeper into that. See, I told you I wouldn't embarrass you too much. I just wanted to talk about because I was thinking about this story. I heard about someone getting caught by uh, someone. A friend of mine told me that. Their son was doing that, 
you don't have boys. Well, here's the thing: is years. This is years and years ago. Did my you ever cousin, walk into your husband? Oh God, my what? my yes. my cousin. This was probably a good thirty years ago. He worked for a factory, and he had long hair. He had it in a long ponytail. This was back in the seventies. Yeah. No, no, eighties. I guess it was the eighties, and. He was working in a factory, and something happened that his ponytail got caught in the machinery. This is up in Ohio, and it ripped his whole scalp off. You have no idea what it means when you, you ripped his scalp off. It ripped it from basically his forehead all the way around to the back, oh. and he nearly bled out. He nearly bled out, and he was deformed. I mean, it was unbelievable what he went through because they, they it was crushed in the in the factory. Oh, they machinery. couldn't reattach it. They did reattach it, but it was in such a state that his hair never really grew. He, he was, it was just so sad, and his face was deformed. You don't realize everything, you know, the muscles and everything are all attached. Right. Yeah, it was crazy. Ah, uh, I couldn't imagine that. Um, but you were visibly shaken when I talked about the guy again. Well, because it's obviously always going to be a sore situation. Yeah, it would be nasty. And, you know, uh, for a guy. Uh, and a girl, I guess, if yeah, I that's mean, how we're going to happen. Okay. You know, but but that, that's what I would do, basically. And I don't know what I would do with okay, that. Okay, the, the, the next thing I wanted to talk about, and I thought this was a good one. You ever hear of incels, what an incel is? No idea. An incel? No. It's an involuntary celibate. And it's a movement. It's an idea. Yeah. An involuntary celibate? Yeah, yeah. It's people that are so um, socially inept right. that they can't uh, find companionship right right now you guys aren't that those people you're no. a beautiful woman you're no, a handsome we, man we got it going on i know um but these guys there's a whole movement about them. they meet and they believe that the government's to provide them with women much like have you ever heard of, there's a tv show on showtime is a showtime called handmaid's tale that that there should be provided women yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Um, incels. Incels obsess over their own unattractiveness, dividing the world into alphas and betas. I guess we'd be alphas. Uh, with betas just your average frustrated idiot dude and omegas, as the uh, incels often call themselves the lowest of the low, the omegas. The betas are the, the average guy, and omegas are like the, the, the bottom. That's so sad. And, um, yeah. And they use this uh, self-acceptance as, as kind of like insulation. And they actually, a couple of them, one guy in, uh, in April drove a, a van into a group of people up in uh, Canada. He was an incel. Um, they borrow their, um, their language from like the civil rights movement and stuff like that, even though they're not. They, um, they say society treats single men like trash, and it has to stop. Now, that's not true. When I was single, I wasn't treated like trash. I don't know. I'm I treat like gold. I was treated like gold. And the people in power, women, the people in power, women, so they think women are the people in power. And they could, I mean, they are sharing a lot more, but they're not the person in power. Can change this, but they refuse to. Women refuse to. They have blood on their hands. They have blood on their hands because they refuse to have sex with these repugnant people. And I'm talking about people that are, you know, these guys you see. That you look at and you think you there's a guy you look at and you say, Well, I'm never, never, never not gonna happen. 
And the other ones, they say they normally say it takes about like five seconds after a woman meets a guy. Then go, oh well, yeah, I think I can definitely do it with this guy. Right? Is that how long it takes a man to do it? No, I think it takes like zero seconds. Well, you get, you know what, you know what, with guys, 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 we hold the the veto button. The veto button is the one that, you know, yeah, she's beautiful. But you gotta wait to see how crazy she could be, because remember Glenn Close in uh, uh, Fatal Attraction? Yeah, but Michael Douglas, he didn't have a veto button on that one. No, he didn't know, but you know, he didn't know about it because he was married for so long that he just jumped on at first, you know, and attracted a woman, paid attention to him, and, and played him. She played him, and he was—he's the victim. <laughs> he was the victim. I mean, he really wasn't. Um, so basically. These incels believe their virginity is a discrimination or an apartheid issue. Uh, an only state-distributed girlfriend program outlawing multiple partners. Like, guys can't date. Like, I would have been uh, 20 where, years where ago. Get this stuff? <laughs> no, it's a, real, it's a real movement. It's a real movement. It's like Flat Earth. I'll talk about Flat Earth in a second. It's about... <laughs> what, in West Virginia? No, flatter. No, no, no. Incels, incels are all over the world, and um, they, they, they. Um, it's funny because you know, with um, some of the Mormons and the fundamentalist Mormons have their um, multiple partners, their plural marriages. They hate the polygamy idea because there's not enough women. They need ten times as many women because they, they hope that some women. But incels could be a man or a woman, mainly they're men. And uh, they want something like they. You ever read the book or seen the show The Handmaid's Tale? No. It's women are. Uh, you have your main wife, and then you have your uh, the wife that produces, or, or the woman that produces your offspring. Okay. They're two separate people. In The Handmaid's Tale. In the Handmaid, because The Handmaid's Tale in the Bible was. Was it Sarah was Abraham's wife? Who was Abraham's wife? She couldn't get, she was so old, she couldn't get pregnant. And she sent Hagar. Hagar was, Hagar was Abraham's, the handmaid to, I think it was Ruth or something like that. It could have been Ruth. And um, she sent him to Abraham to to produce a, a child for him. So that's. They're against that stuff. I, I thought it was amazing that someone created it. No, it's a brilliant idea. What? I mean, there's plenty of minorities in our country. To, to create a minority because you don't have sex. Because you don't have sex. Incels. Incels. Right, right, right. That is truly created. That is not a group of people that are discriminated against. In, an incel. And they right, tend right. to it's be, and they tend to be people that are very, they, they, unfortunately, they're very conservative too on their ideas, because that only works that way, that way, because you can't empower women, and have the state turn over women for them to have sex to, right? So, okay. it's just one of those things. Okay, last but not least, the uh, what, what was I talking about right then? I was going to say flat Earth. Flat Earth. Oh, no, it's not the last. Flat Earth. Uh, it just came about. There's a new movement. You, flat Earth is a real movement. You don't know about Flat Earth? 
You know about Float Earth. No, I don't. I just remember what you said. It's a real society. There's a there's a movement in the United oh, States and the world. Flat? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You heard of that? Yeah, yeah. One of the basketball players thinks that. Well, no, he's not just a basketball player. It's a real society of people, and they say that NASA, it's uh, NASA, is in on it. There's no satellites. So did they graduate from high school at least? Some of them were college graduates. I think yeah. they're probably they're, they're probably liberal arts uh, thing. And I was a history major. I was a history major, but I had enough science that I believe it. Um, but uh, I, they believe that the whole we went through this on another show. But the, it's a flat Earth, and they go the and how why does the um, the water stay in? It doesn't go off the edge. It's because you have a ring of ice mountains. And that's the Arctic. And they say, and, and recently, they say that Australia does not exist. And then people say, well, what about all the Australians? They say NASA pays a bunch of people to pretend they're Australian. And I went on a website, and I posted, and they said, and they started talking about it, and I, tro I was trolling them. And you're what? Oh, trolling? I was trolling them. And they, when they were talking about fake Australia, and I said, wow, Russell Crowe, an Australian actor, got an Academy Award for playing an English captain or an English mathematician. I got for one of those things. I was thinking Master and yeah, Commander or the, so. the other one where he was mentally ill. Um, and, and he was in Gladiator too. Uh, yeah, yeah. So something mind, a beautiful mind, beautiful mind. a beautiful, beautiful mind. mind. So I said, "Well, so Russell Crowe is an actor playing an actor from Australia, and he got an Academy Award. We got to give him a bigger Academy Award." There you go, the Flat Earth. Because they yeah, Flat, uh, Flat Earth. Because not only was so good at playing the Australian person plays an Australian person playing a guy from West Virginia in the movie. So they let him break out. And Mel Gibson was one of the ones that go crazy, I guess, because Mel Gibson is Australian. You know that? Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's fake, too. So when he called yeah, that woman, he called a police officer. Can I say it? He called a police officer sugar tits when he got arrested when he was drinking and driving. Yeah, he's got drunk, and he started saying a bunch of weird anti-Semitic things to yeah. the top while he was drunk and he got because he, he got a DUI and uh, but he, did he said a lot of stuff about Jews too yeah but he he wrote the passion of, I mean he directed the passion, the passion of, Christ. of Christ and I don't know and it was in Braveheart and it's all about the English English you know Christian but he just really hates I mean the Jewish well, I know I was letting you run. I was letting you run off. Well, uh, I mean, that's what he's, that's what he's Do you doing. want a beer? Are you ready for a beer? Hey, hey, Luke. Luke, can you get a uh, uh, a blue moon for Marianne? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, and last but not least, the box guy from Domino's. Oh, he's cool. You know the box guy from Domino's? The guy on the bike? No, the box guy. You seen those commercial for Domino's? Guys folding like a thousand boxes in a minute. Oh yeah, yeah. So that was in 2012. And the guy did that. Okay, no, but he's still in the commercials. Now you both have Lee. Lee Sharp is a uh, you know notorious. I wouldn't say famous. Notorious means known. 
Okay. Notorious isn't a negative thing. Right. But, oh, here you go, Marianne. So, and, and Marianne, and, and people and people know, and people know Marianne down here. She's had uh, two, did two shows on HGTV. She's well-known down in Keys. I'm not as well-known as maybe you guys, but um, the box guy. And if someone came up and there's that um, seminal moment where someone says, the devil comes up and says, listen, we're going to, um, you you're going to be famous. Millions of people are going to know who you are. And they're going to know you for years. And when they see you, sometimes they'll recognize you, sometimes they won't. But every so often you'll be someplace and they'll show that commercial. And they'll go, what is it? You're going to be the greatest box folder there ever was. And that's it. I take it. You take it? I take it. Marianne? Why not? Uh, Not hurting me. Yeah. You know. um, But, you know, know, but, 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 wait, wait. So, Marianne, you're a box folder. You're known for box folding. You go, um, so, Marianne, she's the fastest box folder in pizza, um, no, Domino's history. Um, she's going she's gonna to be showing this property. Uh, well, wait a no, second. I, I know I she know. folds boxes. No, no, no. See, here's the thing, Jim. If I'm the most famous box holder in the world, I'm going to just start charging to teach people how to fold boxes. Yeah. I'd be I, I think this guy. I make a lot of money doing it. How I that? think this guy is still folding boxes. I think he's an incel, too. He's probably one of these guys that's still a virgin. It looks like a guy that's living in a tent, and he can't be within 200 yards of a, uh, a school. He's probably in one of the tents next to me on the uh, the bike ride. There you go. Oh, that's, that's going to be so, probably, so fun. I'm so my, no, no, no. It's, it's female. It's oh, my roommate. It yeah, I'm not oh, it's all female? No, no, no. The, they match up people. To the tent, so you have a tent mate. Females get a female roommate, and males get a male. Yeah, that's a that's a chip. That's What's the, the point on that? Why do they do that? Why do you think they do that? Well, I think because males tend to snore a lot, and women don't. So I don't. Is that be, I that's the be... only thing? <laughs> I don't know. I guess nothing uh, else. There's no other reason why they would do that. <laughs> You tell me. After I drive a bike for a hundred miles or so, that's the last thing I'm thinking about. No, I guess so. You're. No, I guess as hey, a guy, you're, just, you're, you're not. Know. You're. You're not going to be able to do much at the end of that. Right. Yeah. I mean, there are padding. There's padded. Uh, the the bike shorts you wear are padded. Yes, the bike shorts are padded. Yeah, there's a lot of padding in the crotch. Okay. Oh, there's a lot in there. So. Uh, well, well, we'll cross that bridge when it comes to. It. Yeah. So, yeah, what what I'm suggesting, you're going to be in San Francisco. It's not going to be like there's not going to be any women that will be oh, interested no, in you. No, no. Oh, that, I guess that's true. And, yeah, and there's I never a, and there's that. not that a woman. So there's not a – and it's not like women aren't going to um, snore. I guess you're right. I didn't even think about that, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So, the, so it's, it's a cold night. You're in Northern California. You're in your tent. You're sleeping in what? Can I tell you a secret? What? Nothing. Actually. What? I'm gonna camp one of the nights, and then we have do we do have hotel rooms on the way down. What? You do have a? Oh, okay. I got you. 
Oh, she's saying change the subject. No, 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 no. no. She said they have hotel rooms. Now. Okay, so okay, the first night you're sleeping in a hotel room. Yeah. After a long bike ride. Staying at the nicest campsite. What what are, you, what are you sleeping in? When you're on a bike ride, after a long bike ride, what are you sleeping in? It depends on which, which campground it is. Because if it's one of the cool campgrounds, then I'm going to stay in the tent. If it's not, then we have hotel rooms. I'm, and what's really funny is my my stepbrother's ex-wife has done this ride for many, many years, and she's helping organize it. It's really cool. You are a master of misdirection. Thank you very much. <laughs> she, she refused to answer it. You refused to acknowledge the question. That's not true. I thought you want something of interest. No, I asked, what will you be sleeping in that first night? I guess a sleeping bag. You know what? You did it three times, so I'm not going to go and, and, and broach that something. I don't know what the something. question is. What I'm are you kind of clothes? Are you what are you sleeping oh, in? Oh, it's going to be cold because we're going to be leaving out of San Francisco. Yeah. I was told I have to wear all my all my warmest things because it's very cold. You're not supposed to do that. You get a warm sleeping bag, you don't wear anything. No. I, I, I'm, I'm from the Keys. I'll freeze. Marianne, I'm telling you. you wear, get. Hold on. Didn't we already say that Mark Twain said the coldest winter he spent was a summer? I know. What you get is those sure Himalayan bags. You have a, I think he already said that, did he? You get a Himalayan bag. You strip down naked. Shower with the girls. And what could be more conviable than to be showering with a bunch of women you just biked with? Why not? You know, maybe, you know, drinking a little while you're in there and stuff like that, doing whatever. Oh, you are beautiful. You look very, oh, you're so attractive. And and then you kiss. No, okay. <laughs> I watch too many prison movies. Uh, I think you just watch too many movies. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's in your dream. No, it sounds like it's going to be very fun. No, but you, uh, you do have to dress warm up there. But I don't know. Wait a second. You wear something. You wear, like, warm clothing. You can wear, like, Under Armour or something like that. But you don't want to wear too much clothing where you're going to sweat because you've got to be able to take off layers and stuff like that when it gets too warm. Because those bags, bags are summer bags and there's winter bags. This is straight when you're sleeping outside. Jim, I'm actually flying out there. I can only take one. Really? Uh, yeah, I don't have much choice. So I'm going to be very warm. All right. Really? Bring a lot of clothes. I don't then. like to be cold. That's why I live in the Keys, right? Yeah. You, you know what? What you get in a sleeping bag or something like that, uh, and you're in a tent, and you're in. A, you got once you have to get up in the middle of the night, go and pee. It is an ordeal. You have to really pee. You know when it's cold outside. If you, it, 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 well, it's not going to be that cold. It's going to be 50 degrees, which is cold for you. Pretty cold. I, I used to. I'd be out there in like 10, 20, uh, the below freezing weather. And when you get out there, you got to, you know, you got to throw. Decide how much clothes you need because you don't want to have to go through all that clothes to right. take well, care of it. Uh, what, when I used to bike, I don't do it anymore because I don't have one, remember? Yeah, you lost uh, it in the in the yard sale. Yeah. Uh, uh, I normally just sweat it all out. So I normally don't have to use a restroom. Your pee comes out your pores? Pretty much. I guess it's possible. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with that. all the water you want. And if you're moving and moving and sweating and sweating. Well, you gotta come. You gotta get come some coming out. It's uh, one of those things. Bodily functions. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I I like to thank everyone for listening. Um, and I like to thank. Uh, I know it's kind of a ham-handed way to end this, <laughs> but it's almost 50 minutes. And I I um we're at the Catch Restaurant in Key Largo. 
Um, I'm here with uh, Marianne Warren. Thank you, Marianne. And uh, Lee Sharp. Hey. Yeah, Lee. Bye. And uh, I'm Jim, the Keys bartender, um, thanking them both for being here. And we kind of really ended this abruptly, didn't we? Dun, 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 dun. As, you know, Jim, open up. You know, something happened. Awkward. And then the right. show had to end. <laughs> it just sound, does it sound like something happened like that? It does. Um, I was going to do, I told them on the, yesterday's podcast, I was going to do some magic tricks. That's Remember right, that magic trick to. thing yeah, yeah. over on the on the radio? No, I don't. I don't know that one. Well, it's a it's a visual it's a visual medium magic unless it's like you're doing an audio thing, but then people you know go left speaker, right speaker. That's not really interesting. Or okay. I'm here, but I I'm gonna actually disappear right now. <laughs> I am I am gonna disappear. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs>